And welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. I'm your host, Chad White. If you didn't know, this is the premier podcast for the website, cpluscomedy.com. Like I just said, it's a website. Go there. Uh, forgive me if I'm out of, if my head, if you're watching the video, my head is a little bit off frame. Uh, if I touch the GoPro, <laughs> it's so finicky. The HDMI part is so finicky, it'll just stop recording. You know, I'm going to do it anyway. Let's see. Let's see if I can do this. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I, I was going to roll it. Roll over to it. I'll just uh, lean down and sit like this the entire time. Welcome back to the Constitutions Podcast. Uh, this is from your podcast. Follow us at supercomedy.com. So I go there. It's episode 121, Saturday morning. Well, Saturday afternoon, excuse me. I took a long nap. Couldn't sleep uh, the past couple of nights. And this here, the uh, C Plus Comedy office. I, I don't sleep in the office. This is, <laughs> I sleep in the other bedroom across the way. Um, but yeah, here we are. Oh, yeah, I, don't need to. I was going to start a timer, but I don't need to do that. Uh, yeah, I just uh, I had a run, took a nap. I forced myself to take a nap, and here we are. Fell asleep watching, I didn't watch anything. I fell asleep and turned on Pokemon Sun and Moon on Netflix and just listened to three episodes as I tried to snooze. I can hear, the issue is, I can hear the women that live above me, and they put down... They're full weight. They're short. I've seen them. They're short, but they're. I don't want to say. I don't want to say anything else. I don't want to say anything else because I'll get in trouble. But but they put their full force of uh, foot when they walk. And Thursday night, I don't know if it's because I had a piece of dark chocolate candy at like nine p.m. before, right before I went to bed, like right before I watched half of a documentary, and then. And then I went to bed. It was a murder documentary. It was Who Killed Garrett, Garrett Morris? I think that's what it's called. The little boy was murdered. Uh, maybe by the ex-boyfriend who's black in a small white town. Maybe uh, by a cop ex-boyfriend of the mom uh, who was um, uh, jealous of, ha- of the mom having a, a black ex-boyfriend. Who knows? Maybe it was one of the other kids. I'm looking now at the... There's a brick wall behind the monitor. Every well, I've mentioned this before in the last episode. Every every window <laughs> in this apartment has a brick wall. Every brick wall has a window. Whatever. There's a there's a, a piece of brick. I guess it's coming out. I don't even know this brick. That might be a piece of wood. It just fits perfectly in this tiny little brick slot that's like that big. And I don't know. I did see some gnat, a gnat in this apartment flying around. Who knows? Any hoosers, uh, I was awake Thursday night, all night long. At 3 a.m., I heard them stomping around. I know because at 3 a.m., I was awake. And I usually wake up at 4.30 now. I just hear them stomping around. Uh, there, And then they were singing like music from like 10 to like 11. From, no, no, from like, from like 9 to 11. Never forget. Um and it was so loud. Excuse me. I just burped on mic. <laughs> Never hear that. Hey, let's get on with this uh, episode of the Constitutionals. What I'm saying is I don't ever want to hear them again. Oh, hold on. I got to do this. Uh, the PR people. <laughs> I could lie and say he sent this to me himself, but it was his PR people. PR people behind Joel McHale. <laughs> emailed me you can see this very tiny amount of information i got <laughs> I'm just crapping on them also she never responded 
to if this was okay. So I'm going to do it. Uh, they're not paying me or anything. I'm just doing it because I'm, uh, this seemed like a real podcast. Uh, Joel McHale has a full a first ever full length comedy special coming out. It's called Love from Pyongyang, live from Pyongyang, and it's not really filmed there, obviously, guys uh, or gals, whatever. Uh, it's out now on Comedy Dynamics Networks via uh, iTunes, Amazon Prime, Google Play, Xbox, Vudu. I can only assume wherever you probably get your video comedy stuffs. Uh, that link is for me. <laughs> Hopefully, you can't see it on camera. All right, great. <laughs> uh, this is this is coming from. This is a review, I believe. I don't. I don't know. It's significant that, oh, no, this is something from Eprox. I'm not going to click on that link. Anyway, check it out. Live from Pyongyang, Joel McHale's first ever special. Uh, you got him doing some swarmy comedy bits. <laughs> there you go. She never responded to me with any, with any more information. Uh, she never said yes. She never said no. So I'm just going to go ahead and do it. They're not paying me, obviously. I have not seen it. Maybe I'll click on the screener and look at it. I will. I'll do so. I like Joel McHale's a funny guy. Don't like him when he's hosting a show. When he's when he's acting, great. <laughs> uh, let's move on. This is burning down that bridge. Oh, uh, this week I watched the very first episode of Black Lady Sketch Show over there on the Home Box Office Network, created by Robin Thede and starring her, Ashley Nicole Black. <laughs> Black Lady. Uh, sketch show, and it's a black lady sketch show, not the black lady sketch show, she said in an interview this week with Larry Fillmore. Larry Wilmore. I knew what I, I, in my head, I was like, it's Fillmore. No, it's Wilmore, Chad. Uh, Robin Thede started it, <coughs> created it. Ashley Nicole Black is in it. Ab- Gabrielle Dennis is also in it. And Quinta Brunson is also in it. And then Issa Rae is a producer, and I believe she's in it as well. Uh, there is a theme song created by, not created, <laughs> there's a song called Hot Girl uh, from Megan Thee Stallion, and that is the uh, theme song. Megan Thee Stallion is a new hip-hop, not new, she's a hip-hop artist around my age. She's very good uh, because uh, she, she just, she's not like Nicki, she's not like Hardy, it's kind of, she's her own thing. She's not like Lil' Kim, she's not like Sia or anybody else. I don't know why I named Sierra. That's not a black woman in music. <laughs> Megan, Th- Megan Thee Stallion's great. Imagine if you take any one of these random trap artists who think that they're good, actually make them good, and then make them a woman. <laughs> it's a twofold operation here. Uh, it's only had two episodes out, and I think they only are doing six episodes for the first season. But it's a great, wonderful show. It's going to have all these guest stars that I'm not going to, I'm not going to say anything about. But you should know that there's going to be a bunch of A-list celebrity guest stars. Not Beyonce. Don't, don't think Beyonce. You may know Robin Thede from uh, her show on BET called The Rundown, which if it wasn't on BET, I would have watched it. Uh, it did get canceled. <laughs> and then she was also a contributor slash head writer of Larry Wilmore's show on The Nightly Show before they got canceled, sadly. A Black Lady Sketch Show. And it's also written by a bunch of black women, like Amber Ruffin, who writes for Late Night with Seth Meyers. And, of course, we have the stars writing, uh, Ashley Nicole Black and them, then Ashley Smith, 
Lauren Ashley Smith, excuse me, I'm sorry, Brittany Nichols. Uh, and the, and it's great. Gabrielle Dennis, uh, Holly Walker was great is that I knew a lot of these names, but I didn't know the director or nor the executive producer. Her name is dime Davis. Did not know who that was. Uh, but the, it's, it's just a, it's a funny show. Everything. It looks cinematic. Everything is nice and crisp and, uh, it's surreal sketch comedy that also has, that also carries the weight of a, there's a serialized story. Uh, the world has ended and I guess I'll just say that because, I mean, you see it anyway. The world has ended, or you could guess it by the first two minutes. <laughs> the world has ended, and the, the four main stars, uh, including Robin Thede and Ashley Nicole Black, are just passing time in their house, in, in this house in L.A., I believe, or New York. I might be L.A. because it takes place. The entire, all the sketches take place in L.A. Very funny show. Check it out. Uh, yeah. Or watch the sketches on YouTube. Do that as well because it's a funny show. Because the sketches mean nothing in terms of the story. Then you go, oh, my legs are great. Oh, I, my run was terrible. I stopped so many times. <laughs> it was hot. I got I got started like 930. It was very hot. There are a lot more people. I live, uh, I, I was, anyway, I live in Atlanta and I was running on the, the, the belt line in Atlanta. And there's a crap ton of people today on the belt line this morning. And that's what I had to deal with. <laughs> okay, <laughs> moving on. Let's go to, nope, five. Okay. Oh, yeah, E! News has a bunch of layoffs that happened this week. Uh, something I never usually report, but whatever. Oh, I mean, I mean, I report layoffs and stuff, but whatever. Uh, this comes from Variety, written by Elaine Lowe and Audrey Cleo Yap. E! News lays off more than 20 staffers amid New York move. I didn't even know that they were moving. In tandem with the announcement of E's expanded programming slate and decision to transform its nightly E news show in Los Angeles to a morning show based in New York, the entertainment news outlet is laying off around 20 to 25 staff who worked on the nightly broadcast in Los Angeles. I th- why I wonder why they would move to, and I'm sure it explains in the article, but I just want to conjecture here. Inject my conjecture. I wonder why they would... One, I understand condensing it and moving it, moving all of operations to New York, because that's what Turner did for its stuff and moved to Atlanta. But I wonder what moving from night to day, were they having a lot of night to morning? Were they having a lot of issues with uh, fending off against what is that show that Nancy O'Donnell just left? Not Nancy O'Donnell. She's the CBS news anchor. Um. Entertainment Tonight or Access Hollywood. Were they losing a lot of viewers to them? <laughs> Would this save them money? Impact employees were offered separation packages of the company hopes to place those laid off in new available positions. Yeah, I hope that happens too. No one should lose their job in, in television like this. Especially if it's a solid job like E News, working for a, a news a news outlet like E News or Access Hollywood or Entertainment Tonight, I and this is and maybe even TMZ, and this is only what I can guess is that it's a solid position like a regular news outlet like a like a local news or an NBC News nightly news or a CBS Evening News or an ABC News Tonight. It's one of those. It has to be one of those because it can't be like working on like late night, like Conan or a, a late show 
with Stephen Colbert. You don't get like a couple of weeks, like you're not, you're not, you're not a writer and then get a couple of weeks packaged and have like 12 weeks or 16 weeks or something like that. And then they uh, either don't need you and ship you off or you leave for a little bit and then you come back. Like, I, I don't know. I, I believe it's a regular job. So hopefully that these people can be found in uh, different positions within the company. Uh, let's see. E is offering affected employees the opportunity to apply for positions. Oh, wow. The opportunity associated with the new shows launching in 2020 in both Los Angeles and New York. But I thought, oh, so they're just moving that show to New York. Whatever. Additionally, E! News and Access Hollywood are slated to share a studio space and production services, though both programs will remain separate shows with different sets, editorial teams, and branding, according to the separate source familiar with the situation. The production change will take the effect this fall, and the staff of E! News and Access Hollywood were informed of the shift a month or so ago. Hmm. The follows the morning's news on Nightly Pop will expand to four nights a week, while Daily Pop will remain... What is it? What? what? What are these shows? Okay. I can only assume they're pop culture shows. E! News, I guess, has been a stable in the uh, entertainment news category. Yeah, it just it sucks when people in the industry lose their positions because there's uh, money to be had elsewhere. Moving on. CBS, I'm, I'm, really, I'm rushing through these stories so I can talk about the last one because I like the last one a lot. CBS All Access is adding children's programming, cloudy with a chance of meatballs, Danger Mouse, Inspector Gadget, among content. Written by Nelly Andreeva, Denise Petsky on Deadline. Those are two different people. So, with the move to streaming, we have lost, uh, you know, not even, even before that, with the rise of cable and phones and internet and all that stuff, We've really lost children's cartoons, morning shows, cartoon morning shows, uh, whether it's during the week or especially on Saturday mornings. That was the great, that was the best part of waking up Saturday morning uh, (laughs) and also being alive. But waking up Saturday morning and having a bowl of cereal watching, you know, uh, Fox Box. ABC, uh, what was it? ABC's Disney Saturday morning whatever that stuff was, uh, WB kids. Um, Oh, I'm missing one. I was on the CW for years, uh, after the WB consolidated with, uh, UVN, uh, all this stuff, all this stuff. Now CBS all access is going to, Oh, but, but then, you know, Netflix, we have a bunch of great children's programming. Uh, Hulu's got none, but they do have the reruns, uh, they did pick up. They acquired shows. Uh, speaking of speaking of, <laughs> this is very. Uh, the, speaking of children's shows, I was watching Net, Netflix and Nickelode- Nickelodeon decided to release the remakes, not the remakes, the reboots or final episodes of Rocco's Modern Life and Invader Zim on Netflix. And Invader Zim's coming, I believe, in a couple of weeks. But Rocco's Modern Life came out yesterday at the time it's recording, and it is. It's the same show, and I was watching it. Uh, I'm not as excited to see it. I do. I liked. I liked Rocco's Modern Life a lot when I was a child. I watched it every chance I get. Uh, I remembered all of the end jokes. I remembered Filbert's wife had a claw. I remembered her girlfriend. I remembered uh, Heifer's grandfather. I remembered the big heads, 
everybody. One of my issues <laughs> with that show is, uh, and so cartoon shows today are very weird. They're weird, uh, but they all tell singular stories. So that's kind of, you know, the point, but cartoons today are weird. They're strange. They're out of this world. Uh, misadventures of flapjack weird, but funny chowder odd, but funny loud house, uh, weird, loud, but funny, you know, uh, not gravity falls. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, no, no, no. I'm talking about the weirdest of the weird. Um, I've never seen amphibia on Disney channel. So maybe that's weird. <laughs> I don't know. <sighs> I don't want to sit up. I'm just slouching in this chair. No, that's bad for your back. That's bad for your posture in your back. But also, so is using this freaking microphone. So these shows are all are all so strange. And then you think back to Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network's shows of the early two thousands, the late nineties, the early nineties, even Rocco's Modern Life, Invader Zim. Those were very strange and out there. Probably way ahead of their time. <laughs> the issue is, Rocco's Modern Life is just, it feels strange and odd for the sake of being strange and odd. And seeing it now, seeing this reboot now, makes it feel as if it's trying too hard. And that's just for me. That's for me to have. That's my opinion. Uh, now I want to see. I believe it might be on Hulu. The reboot, the re, the rebooted episode is on uh, Netflix, but I believe the rest might be on Hulu because uh, Hey Arnold's on Hulu. Let's see, Rocco. Nope, sure is not. <laughs> I don't think you can stream it, but you can buy it on Amazon for thirty dollars. The whole series. Anyway, it just it feels weird for the sake of weird. It's I I, I think it's funny. It's whatever. Uh, moving on. Amazon has kids shows, but they're not Kung Fu. The Kung Fu Panda shows are. <laughs> Uh, see, CBS All Access is making the first foray into children's content. CBS's digital SVOD and live streaming service said today it's adding children's programming, including original series and more than a thousand episodes of library programming, which means acquired shows that they probably already have. CBS. Okay. Uh, let's see. There's they're ordering new seasons of Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. That's the Cartoon Network show that was not good. I did not like it. It was all in eleven minute increments, and it just wasn't funny. And it, it was a prequel to this uh, to the movies, but everybody knew each other already, and the main characters were teens now. Ew, I don't like that. Uh, there's a new Danger Mouse, which I believe was already on. Netflix. I believe there was already a Danger Mouse on Netflix, if I'm not mistaken. It's very strange that they would choose to make <laughs> more Cloudy the Chance of Meatballs. What do we got? What mo- what children's movies have recently made? Cloudy the Chance of Meatballs? The cartoon the, the, the cartoon movie? Yeah. It was also on uh, Cartoon Network for a little bit. Yeah, I guess so. Danger Mouse. Yeah, there's a there's a new Danger Mouse over there on Netflix. There it is. That's so stupid. Why would they? This is the third time Danger Mouse is going to be rebooted. It also stars people I don't know, except for Stephen Fry. That's so weird. And then Inspector Gadget. There is already a new Inspector Gadget that came out 
I believe on this. I th- yeah, it's on Netflix too. <laughs> Another Inspector Gadget. We're gonna get so much Danger Mouse and Inspector Gadget. These are these are truly cartoons for your parents, <laughs> for our parents. In addition, CBS All Access will add more than a thousand episodes of library children's programming, including the original Danger Mouse. So that's gonna be pulled from Netflix. Classic. Inspector Gadget, The Adventures of Paddington Bear, Madeline, and Heathcliff. <laughs> That's the only way I know how to say Madeline. Madeline! <laughs> Who, what children in today's age are going to be sitting down and watching episodes of Madeline? If I remember correctly, that show is extremely boring, but the art style is very memorable. It's 2D. Uh, based on Asian demographics of our subscriber base, with an average age of 44, we see a significant opportunity to invest in children's programming uh, because those people are going to be having so much sex <laughs> and making ch- kids, making chids. <laughs> All right. Finally. <laughs> All I do is sit here and wait until the show is, uh, gives me a title. I'm not going to finish the rest of that quote. CBS All Access signaled an expansion in younger demographics with its recent acquisition of past season streaming rights of the upcoming CW CBS TV studio shows uh, series, Nancy Drew. Very, yeah, it's odd. It's odd. This is going to be the first television season where CW doesn't have the, uh, the two-week season rights to the, uh, I mean, Netflix doesn't have two-week season rights to CW. CW, owned by CBS, is like, baby, we're going to get that money wherever we can. So now Netflix is only going to have, like, Arrow and Flash and Legends of Tomorrow, uh, Riverdale for now, and maybe some other shows that have already signed under that contract. But then after that, uh, I guess, ooh, who's getting Batwoman? I forgot who's getting Batwoman, I believe, is going somewhere else. No, no, Batwoman is going to Netflix. And then there's other shows going to like uh, to Hulu, and then obviously Nancy Drew is going to C, uh, CBS All Access. CBS Studios may want to rethink its decision to sell its kids' animated Star Trek series, not to go to CBS All Access, home to the new Star Trek franchise, but to Nickelodeon. However, with the pending merger of CBS and Viacom, that may turn out to be a mute point soon. I thought it was moot. And there's that. Will CBS and Viacom merger? Who knows? I've already done a story like that on News Time. Go check it out. I'm also <laughs> if you <laughs> yeah I don't you definitely can't see it. This is the script for the newest episode of uh, News Time. Uh, th- this week's episode or next week's episode, excuse me, is going to be the anniversary coming out on the exact anniversary, the sixth anniversary of what year is it? Twenty nineteen. Wow, yeah. <laughs> it's the sixth anniversary of C Plus Comedy, the website. Now, I know the website has not been updated, uh, blame Squarespace, but, <laughs> but they they rose their prices. Uh, but, oh, I'm sorry, I'm scratching my eyeball. But, it's going to be something that has not been done before by uh, C Plus Comedy. I think of anniversary episodes every year, and this is the first time. <laughs> And moving on, the final thing I want to talk about before I get out of here is uh, the New York Times did a feature story 
uh, profile interview series with Nicholas Cage. It's loading up right now. It's for the New York Times Magazine by David Marchese. It's called Nicholas Cage on his legacy, his philosophy of acting, and his metaphorical and literal search for the Holy Grail. It's a wonderful, wonderful interview. Oh, Jesus. I'm not subscribed right now. I'm very sorry. It's a wonderful, wonderful interview. That and it's and if you've re, if you read the uh, New York Times profiles before, I believe they had a Madonna one that came out a couple of months ago, and then there was a Hootie and a Blowfish one that came out a couple of weeks ago. Then you'll know that the profiles are usually writers, and the writers following the um, the star for you know a couple of weeks uh, <laughs> in the interview element. But I moved the light with my foot, so <laughs> I'm trying to fix it up with my foot now. Uh, but this one is just a straight up. It was it, it was done over the course of two interviews, but it's a straight up interview. The battery's done with GoPro, GoPro so I got to speed this up. And uh, he David talks to to Nick about all why he's so weird, and Nick just says he's felt this way his entire life. He half expected when he was taken to the doctor as a child that uh, the doctor was going to come open and there's going to be green blood coming out because he never felt at home. Uh, he talks about, uh, primal screaming and, uh, literally buying like he, he buying a house in Rhode Island and, and new Orleans. He has a crypt in new Orleans, uh, giant pyramid where he's going to be, uh, exhumed, I guess there. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, he, he talks about buying a house in Rhode Island and, and houses. And I think it's Scotland or whatever, wherever, wherever the Holy grail is, is supposed to be. He's talking about that. And, gosh, it's, it's great. Talking about his uncle, Francis Coppola, you know, changing his name to, uh, well, he didn't change. He, he did change his name to Nick Cage, but you know, stuff like that. Uh, talking about why he chooses to make all these movies that he does. He wants to make 150 movies right now. He's at 130. I believe he's made, like four or five in the past two years or something like that. It's crazy. Nick Cage is definitely one of the premier stars of our time. He does, he does a good job. I mean, is it good for him? Uh, I had to stop. That's why I paused talking because it looked like, audition crashed on me but oh no there it's moving it's moving on me there you go yeah there it goes oh wow somebody just honked a real long time <laughs> that's why it paused he talks about his style of acting uh nouveau shamanic acting and all these things it's amazing uh why he had a di- he bought a dinosaur dinosaur skull and uh he owned okay so he owned a castle in germany in england a castle each in germany in england <laughs> he had to give back the dinosaur skull and god that's and he feels like he doesn't have any friends he wants to stay at home all that different stuff man nick cage is a tortured soul but he's good at what he does i definitely urge you to read that read to read that <laughs> read it just go read it 
Listen, if you like what you heard here, head on over to the website, cpluscomedy.com, where there's some stuff. Oh, two new interviews are coming out. I interviewed two stars of Glow, and uh, they're great. They play, um, it's the blonde and the brunette, <laughs> who uh, you see sometimes. Uh, they were the Bantam Biddies, and now they're Ozone and Nuke. It's Kimmy Gatewood and Rebecca Johnson, Rebecca with two Ks. I interviewed them separately. One was a phone, one was an email interview. <laughs> and it was it was great all around. You'll be on the lookout for those. Um, we talk about Glow. We talk about Kimmy's a director, and she's directed an episode of uh, Crazy Ass Girlfriend, which is my favorite show. Uh, Rebecca is an actor and a writer, and she did a short film most recently called Consent. And it's like a gender uh, flipped thing of uh, what happens when uh, an, uh, a singer uh, proposes to a male fan that they hook up and the male fan says no, but the singer female doesn't take no as an answer. Where they try to turn no into a maybe to a yes. Uh, I saw you can only see the trailer right now. Hopefully they'll release it after the festival rounds they're doing right now. Uh, they won just for last festival with that film, which is amazing. That's huge. Anyway. Okay. Check out those interviews when they come up next week. Hopefully next week. Yeah, probably next week. Most likely next week. Anyway. Oh, uh, let's see. If you want to see a video version of this show, head on over to youtube.com slash plus comedy where you can see the video, the back catalog. I believe this is the 61st episode that I've done on video, right? Because I started with episode 60. Also, this is episode 121. Insane. So definitely check that out. And then you can also watch News Time, which is our weekly news show. Like I said, this week's this week's the coming week's episode is going to be something about the anniversary. But last week's episode is about Ninja moving to Mixer. It came out a little bit late. It came out, this is the latest I've ever released an episode of News Time. It came out on a Thursday. But definitely check it out. It's a good episode. The cold open's great. <laughs> I didn't have to write it. I just did it. <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, definitely check it out. That's it. Oh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Simplest Comedy. Me on Instagram and Twitter at Chad Black White. Tell your friends. Subscribe to the show. Tell everybody about the podcast. I know there's dozens of you out there. There's dozens of you who listen to this, who don't tell nobody. You tell everybody. All right. I want to turn around. Okay. Bye.